1: Good morning, this is Ursula Odom, and I am your host for NABWIC Talks, and I'm also the CEO of Sula2, and we make all new in everything we do, in that we capture, preserve, and present legacy information in any form possible, and this is one of those forms. We're bringing to you, on behalf of NABWIC, guests that will inspire, inform, and actually entertain because it's wonderful listening to success. And today we have someone that is truly successful and he's going to share his valuable insights, tips, and strategies from one of America's most successful and influential CEOs, Mr. Quentin J. Washington, President and CEO of Quentin LLC. And it's a northern Virginia-based construction management services firm Formed in March 2006, he has over 30 years of U.S. and international experience involving engineering and construction, contract disputes, project management, project development, and construction management. And the rest, you will hear directly from him. Good morning, Quinton. Just one second. I have to allow him to say good morning, (laughs) I apologize. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the show. Thank you so very much for agreeing to be a part of NABWIC Talk this morning. So tell us about the rest of your bio and who you are and what you do.
2: Okay. Well, I was was born in Houston, Texas, raised in uh, Southern California, the Los Angeles area. Um, Pretty much traveled the world throughout my career, uh, working on various projects, both foreign and domestic, as you had mentioned. Um, I uh, graduated from Cal State University at Northridge, so all my CSUN folks that may be listening in, you know, go Matadors. Uh, And I'm also a member of the uh, Construction Management Association of America and the National Society of Black Engineers, which I've served as president of uh, various chapters.
1: That's wonderful. So tell us about what you're currently doing. Some of the projects that you're working on or um, uh,
2: goals okay. and
1: objectives that you have.
2: All right. At present, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, join a team with uh, AECOM. That is a firm that I have a history with. I actually work for them when uh, we worked on the renovation of the uh, Pentagon. And uh, I was responsible for uh, the overall management of the uh, installation of the transit facility that serves northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Maryland. At present right now, I'm working on uh, the D.C. Courts Construction Management Services uh, contract as a uh, subcontractor. To them and another partner, Ellison. We serve as the owner's representative for that project, and I'm responsible for the management of one of their largest projects, which is an addition on the backside of the Moultrie Courthouse here in the District of Columbia. I'm also assisting the uh, Court's Capital Projects and Facilities Management that, uh, Division in maximizing their use of uh, the ProCorps. Project management software package. We're trying to make sure that we utilize that to uh, basically provide definite success on these projects that we're putting together. We also provide these mm-hmm. construction project managers that assist DC General Contractors on various projects as well.
1: That's amazing. And uh, when you first Started and made us realize that you're working in Washington, D.C. at the Pentagon. You had a, a part of that. I had a serious moment when I thought of what Michelle Obama said about the White House being built by slaves and to know today that you're getting paid. And that's, that's amazing. Um, my goodness. What would you say for the little kid in you? Did you ever think that you'd you'd get this far? What kind of child were you that you could end up being here?
2: Well, actually, I was very fortunate throughout my lifetime. I've been presented with a lot of opportunities, uh, most of which were just presented to me. It wasn't anything. You know, things just kind of happened for me. Just recently, I had the uh, the opportunity to be a part of uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia's Enterprise Scaling for Growth MBA program. That was something that actually wasn't really interested in participating in, but it kind of happened. And based on the work of the director, uh, Tracy Wiley, and, and, and my amazing teacher, Ms. Rita Ricks, uh, they've allowed me to actually enhance what it is I've already brought to the table with regard to uh, running a business. But going back to when I was a child, I always thought I was going to be successful. I mean, I came from humble beginnings, basically the ghetto of Los Angeles, California. We weren't expected to amount to anything. I felt that most of us would end up in jail selling drugs or doing other things. I always felt that I was going to do something better than that. And basically, I had a few role models within my family. My uncle, he was a restaurateur, a to the stars there in Los Angeles. My grandparents had owned property and uh, were business owners. They owned a dry cleaners in Chicago, Illinois. My dad owned a janitorial firm. Uh, he cleaned um, the um, exercise facilities for people like Jack Lane, uh, steakhouses, He he also had a contract for uh, Frank Sinatra's uh, plane. He used to clean it as well. So I just – I figured that this was a normal path for me, but my plan was to get as much experience as I could on various different projects to hone my skills so that I could make certain to be successful.
1: What you just made me realize is that, you know, when you talk about janitorial services and cleaning and things like that, it's not something that we would automatically think of as positively as, say, a doctor, a lawyer, what have you. But then when you think about it, that they turn services into businesses. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Um, it is. And I, and I don't know how common it was back in that during that time, but they did it, and it has changed their whole generation. I mean, the whole family tree because they set that example. That is pretty awesome.
2: Yes. So it inspired me so to be the first is, in the family to graduate from college, and there's a long line of us that followed me.
1: Ah, okay. That was going to be my next question. So, oh, okay. When you <laughs> <laughs> so when you look To the future um, What moment That you can think of That you know that you touched another life That in a way that your Ancestors touched sure. yours
2: Well it was a It was a statement that uh, One of my daughters Said to me I mean she's actually a pharmacist uh, But she said that uh, She said dad you've you provided us with a great example. You've you set the the bar pretty high and we're doing what we can to to try to live up to that. I mean when you hear something like wow. that from your, your children that's that's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is. And um those moments can be so very special in, in a way for me in a slightly different manner. Um, I know way back when they had the study about black doll versus um, other cultures and what have you. And I remember the day that my early teen daughters were in a room talking about them, talking among themselves. And they didn't even know I was passing by the door. And I heard them say, I'm so glad to be black. I felt like I had arrived. You know, those moments can be so special when you know that you've had an impact on the future of another life um, in a way that is is consistent with what you would like to see them do. And then they go on and fly beyond your expectations. So I I celebrate you for that moment. Now, looking back to, you're welcome, looking back to, your entrepreneurial motivations. Um, How did this change from the time you started in 2006?
2: Well, since 2006, I've had several ups and downs. Like you you mentioned, I started in March of 2006. And there was was a period of time where we had this economic downturn where several of my friends, And colleagues shut their businesses down because they couldn't survive. I was determined to survive during that time and and reinvent myself as I go along the way to figure out the best way to stay there. I've endured several financial and personal life-changing events, but I've weathered every storm and challenge that I've been faced with. I've, I've always been a believer that what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And it also helps that I have a strong connection with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because through him, just about, just anything, not just anything, but all things are possible. And as I enter into this next chapter in life and the evolution of my firm, I'm confident that Quintessential will achieve its goals, becoming the premier construction management service firm, one of the premier construction management service firms in the world.
1: You know, when when you have something that will hold you in the road, um, you can weather any storm. And you know what you said is is pretty powerful. Um, in in my case, my grandmother used to always say to me, "You are a blessed child." And with that, if times were hard, I'll say, "This too shall pass," because I'm a blessed child. Or if that if times are good, I'll say, "Thank you very much." Um, I'm a blessed child, and so I am protected by uh, God and, and all the wonderful ancestor spirits that I have surrounding me. So, you know, and whether those things are true or not, it's almost irrelevant because if you believe it and it is something that motivates you, it will hold you in the road. So, you know, people that don't believe in something, I can only imagine that life is pretty hard, especially when life gets hard. So I understand the significance of what you just said, and I know that it's different for all of us. I had a very spiritual background and, and family, so I I understand the depth of what you just said. Now, what would you say is your greatest achievement?
2: Hmm. Greatest achievement, being a positive role model for my friends family, especially my children, who I'm very proud of, and the African-American community. I I always joke with my kids, and there's a song by, uh, by a gentleman by the name of Drake. <laughs> he said he started from the bottom, but he's here. And that's pretty much the way I look at it. And I try to be a light for everybody that I come into contact with. I mentor several young African-Americans and uh, try to make sure that they understand that it's not where you start, it's where you finish and what you do along the way.
1: So speaking of what you do, I know that you're associated with DABWIC. Tell us how that came into your life because you're not a woman. So uh, why are you in this organization? What has it done for you?
2: Well, I was intrigued by the concept of working with female entrepreneurs and business owners who look like me and were faced with their own set of challenges. Helping figure that working with them to help them and myself uh, Obtain the pursuits of the American dream that we all strive for. I figured that this was a good organization to be involved with. Also, the chairman, Adam McNeil, who may be listening right now, asked me to serve as a national sponsorship chair and also as a member of the board of directors. I answered the call to service as I have throughout my career. It was an opportunity to be a part of something that was potentially very powerful. And I still think it has that potential.
1: Now, you said something pretty awesome. (laughs) You answered the call to service because when Ann McNeil calls, it is time to move and make things happen. (laughs) And (laughs) when you do, good things happen for you. Now, you know what? We should probably write that down. (laughs) 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 When Ann calls. (laughs) Good things happen for the organization and all involved. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and then I want to come back and talk more about the construction industry itself and where we are today and some of the opportunities you see coming around the, the corner here. So we're going to break for a moment and come right back.
2: All right.
0: We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com n-a-b-w-i-c. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome
1: back. You are listening to Netflix Talks, and I am your host, Ursula Odom, and I am speaking with the awesome Quentin Washington, who is the CEO of Quentin LLC, and it is a construction management and uh, construction managers and consulting company. Um, So tell me, what do you see in the industry now that is a major opportunity for yourself and for all of us?
2: Basically what I see as a major opportunity is the opportunity to basically grasp a lot of the technology associated with this new type of uh, construction management effort. That is part of the reason why I, you know, signed on with trying to pursue enhancing the knowledge of the people that I come in in interaction with on utilizing the various project management software packages how to integrate them with cloud-based storages, how to utilize smart ways of doing things, because there's a definite need for that. We have a lot of clients right now who don't have construction or construction management experience. However, they have money to build things. It is an obligation on our part to make certain that they achieve Or obtain whatever it is that they're trying to get completed and that they do that within the cost and meeting the expectations that they have for those jobs construction is booming right now as you can see they've got tower cranes just about everywhere they've got all kinds of things going on there are various different kinds of opportunities unfortunately for us as minorities African-Americans, we don't always get the opportunity to participate in that. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping that we can find a way to bring something of value to allow us to have a seat at the table.
1: Um, Sometimes I will draw analogies to something that's not necessarily in the industry to help me verify that I understood what you said. Now, you said that there are a lot of or some people that may have a lot of money and can enter into the industry, but they don't have the the skills to actually carry it out. And those management tools are the things that will um, help guarantee their success or at least give them a better chance. What this reminds me of is someone that I know that is in restaurant management and has been a manager for multiple Restaurants, and have seen them come and go to the point where she's going out into consulting with those companies because she now knows when they're headed for failure because they got the money but they don't know what they're doing and and it just seems tragic when when there's the opportunity for success because you're funded but then the knowledge. And the tools are not there. So what you're doing in the construction industry is making sure that they have the tools to, to support their dreams.
2: That is correct. That's how I – okay.
1: Okay, so um, what what's in the future for you in terms of um, – I, mean, I know you're helping others, but what are your dreams?
2: Basically, my dream is to have, to build a successful premier construction project management firm that is looked upon or looked at just like some of the other non-minority firms. I, I want people to see that we're capable of doing the same thing that others are doing at the same level of quality. I look at back on my career, I've been very fortunate to work for some of the largest firms that there are in the world. And I've gotten some very good training. However, one thing that I was taught back early in my college days, and this was through the National Society of Black Engineers, there was a group of individuals that told me one time, they said, we're going to teach you and we're going to show you some different things. So this is not for you to keep for yourself. And the thing I used to always stress was each one teach one. And they said, if they ever found out <laughs> that I wasn't sharing, there would be a problem. And they said that you understand what we mean. So that was instilled in me a long time ago. And it's always been a goal of mine to show that even though we may be minorities, even though we may be smaller than the big firms, we can still provide the same level of service. And that's what I would like I for my question. legacy to be when it's all done.
1: I have a question based on what you just said, but someone in the audience also has a question for you, so I'm going to allow the person Okay. It. Jackie Jackie has a Jackie Perry um has a question for you. Good morning, Jackie.
3: Yes, good morning, Ursula, and good morning, Quentin. Uh good morning, so Jackie. nice to hear your voice again. I do have a question. Uh Quentin, obviously you've got uh lots of years of uh experience and sage wisdom here in the the industry. Uh, For those individuals who may be thinking, you know, in the construction industry in terms of a career path, perhaps I may want to uh, have an aspiration to be a GC or, you know, a a general contractor versus what you do, a construction manager. What would you say would be the main differences and the uh, benefits of being in construction management versus just uh, being a regular general contractor?
2: Well, the word that comes to mind is risk. Uh, Construction management from an agency standpoint, which means that you're basically an owner's representative. You're providing advice. You're helping them to make decisions on uh, financial and schedule and project-related decisions, as opposed to being the general contractor that's actually performing the work, installing the items that need to be installed completing the project the risk associated with that is that you may have a client that doesn't like what you've completed at the end of the job and wants you to change things but want to negotiate or determine that they do not want to pay you for those changes so that risk as opposed to the risk of the non-risk of being an owner's representative, that's a choice that a person has to make, how much risk they're willing to take on. Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Jackie, for that question because it helps really clarify um, those two career paths. And the way that I interpret that is that Um, the owners may want to build a restaurant and the construction general contractor may be building an entertainment facility and the two may not match. So you keep them on track to make sure that what is desired is what is delivered.
2: That is correct. Great, great.
1: So, you know, as we begin to wrap up the show, there's always something that you thought you were going to be asked or that you thought about that need to be shared. This is that moment. What is it that we need to know that you haven't had an opportunity to tell us so far?
2: Well, one thing that I'd like to share that for the first time entrepreneurs, people that are looking to get involved in this, I just want to say number one is not for the faint of heart, but what I would suggest that they do is to connect with a mentor whom has been has successful experience in the areas that they're looking to uh, focus on, who can assist in getting them through the early stages of growing their firm, someone who can assist them with scaling their firm for successful growth. It's also very important that you read, read various different things from different authors, different perspectives on managing and running a business. You need to never stop learning.
1: Um, Question about the mentor. Do you have a specific example of an interaction with your mentor that changed direction, changed um, your, your outlook on something? How did your mentor actually help you?
2: Well, I've had had several over the years, but one of the ones that comes to mind is a gentleman when I was working at the uh, Pentagon. He was a West Point graduate. I actually didn't think he liked me a lot, but as it turns out, he did. He saw something in me that I actually didn't see in myself, and he encouraged me to join the Construction Management Association of America and obtain the certification that they had at that time he actually made me come to his office every day until I completed the application and did all the things that I needed to do that was actually a springboard for this latter part of my career all the stuff that I had learned prior to that he indicated that that was a direction that the construction management of America was headed into and that it could utilize people like myself So So what
1: I get from that – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 finish.
2: So the way I look at it is that sometimes mentors present themselves. You don't necessarily seek them out. (laughs) And that's actually a good thing.
1: Okay, so that's pretty – interesting because you when you said that the person you didn't think that person liked you very much at first um yes. i was a i was a part of upward bound when i was a child and the upward bound director i thought was mean <laughs> i didn't think she liked anybody and years later in college she came to visit me and told me um how much she really did like me and we we Solidified that moment with cards and things that I could tell about in, a, in another time, but so that is a caution, a cautionary thing to consider. People that are presenting themselves to you in a way that is somewhat harsh, you probably yes. need to pause before you backlash against them because that might be the very person you need in your life um, because they are they're they are. They're not allowing you to go through life um, and make mistakes that they know that they can help you correct. So that that's, that was a thoughtful moment for me based on what you just said. And as have been most of the things that you've said this morning, <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. And thank you. you're welcome. Just as a reminder for anyone that's listening right now, especially as it relates to being on the phone, You can press one now if you have a question before we wrap up, because I know there are several of you out there. So press one if you'd like to ask the question before we conclude the show. And while they are, and for those of you that are on the internet, you can call in by 714 459 3918 and press one. And while you're considering that, I just want to say to our listening audience, this is a benefit of NAVWIC, meaning that when you are a member, then you get to tell who you are, what you do, and how you affect the world around you. And hopefully and usually that also means there is business that will come to you. That is a NAVWIC benefit. We learn from each other and we teach each other and we share. Um, And you will get that opportunity as a member of NAVWIC. So consider joining if you haven't and always listen because you can learn something even if it's just one line that someone says that will inspire you to do something differently that will change your life It's worth the moment that you spent with us this morning. So with that, again, thank you, Mr. Washington, for sharing and to our listening audience, come back next week because we will have another person equally as wonderful. This is Ursula Odom for NABWIC Talks. Take care.
0: This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.